Oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> I don't, I don't think. The problem is this. <laughs> are you serious? Listen, I, not really, but who else? Nobody was hot this week. So I got an update on my headphones. Oh, yeah? One, these apparently still work. They don't look like they do. <laughs> right? Two, uh, friend of the podcast, Devin, shout out to Devin. When I told her the story and after she finished laughing at me, she said, well, why didn't you just dispute the charge with your credit card company? And when they refund you, just buy another pair and send it to somewhere safer. So that's what I did. <laughs> so they refused to give you another one? After calling them twice and then being like, oh, we'll get back to you in one to two business days. I was like, I'm just going to wait until they actually get back to me. But like a week had gone by. So I called them again and they were like, oh, they were wrong. It's actually four to 10 business days from now that you'll probably hear from us. And I was like, I am not waiting that long. Yeah, but like you can't dispute the charge. You paid for them. I never Just got the, the package. I guess. Whatever. I told they basically were like, are they able to send you another one? And I was like, I'm not sure. So they refunded me and I just bought another pair. And this time and I'm sending them to an undisclosed location. So <laughs> person who stole them, I know you're listening. You're not getting a second pair. Yeah. Of our like 30 consistent listeners, I'm sure one of them is the thief that stole your headphones. Well, they hear me through the wall. Oh. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so they're not listening on any platform where they could rate us five stars and tell their friends? Unfortunately, no. Well, I've had a long week. And Taylor Swift released a new album today. I haven't even been able to listen to the whole thing. I haven't That's listened how busy to it either. I am. I realized today I don't get to listen to anything because I'm either at my job listening to phone calls or editing this podcast. So anytime I want to like put on some Taylor Swift and listen to the new album, I can't. Hmm. Are you eating? Smarties. It's going to sound great. <laughs> Can you hear that? I'll stop. Okay. This episode. Welcome back to Lauren gets lost. A lost rewatch podcast. This episode. Episode 14. Special. I'm Zane. Oh, fuck that. Okay. I'm not, I don't normally do the intro. I'm never going to get that. Uh, he's saying I'm Lauren. I'm the one getting lost. We're covering episode 14 today. It's called special, I think. And it was a fucking doozy. Yeah. Let me jump right into the synopsis because I did a really good job. The synopsis is Susan is a bitch and she deserved to die. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all I wrote. I did not have anything else. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We will get into it more. And over the course of the next six seasons, some characters you could argue are literal embodiments of evil will not come near the level that Susan is. Let me just tell you right now, hottie of the week, anyone but Susan. <laughs> Fuck her. Well, I have got some quick bits for you. And ironically enough, 
This episode's called special, but there is nothing special about these quick bits. I tried <laughs> so hard. Quick bit number one. Susan is a bitch and she deserved <laughs> to die. I tried so hard to get quick bits. I went through IMDb trivia. I went through Lostopedia trivia. I Googled if there was anyone in history named Michael Dawson or Walt Lloyd or even Susan. Nothing came up. I don't know if there is a reason these characters are named what they are, but I couldn't find anything. I could not find anything that was not a spoiler. So I have three quick bits and they all suck. Okay. No, I have two quick bits and they all suck. (laughs) Quick bit number one. This episode is directed by Greg Yantes. He's back. He directed the Saeed episode, Solitary. Uh, He'll be back again one more time in season five. That's it? Big gap. That's interesting because I feel like the Saeed episode was good and this episode was good. The episode he comes back for is also good. I honestly didn't really look at what he was doing in between because last time we broke down what he did, so I didn't really feel the need to go back to it. Maybe I should have. There were no quick bits. That's okay. Number two. It's not even about this episode. (laughs) Oh my God. The first line of the series was Michael screaming, Walt. Right. That's it? That's the quick that's, bit? That's it. I, there's a couple things I could have done. All of them would have spo- were spoilers. It's okay. It saves more time for me to talk about how Susan is a bitch and she deserved to die. <laughs> Let's get into it because I'm sure we're going to have a lot to say about Susan. So once again, the episode opens up with a close-up of an eye. And this time it is Michael's. He's yelling for Walt again. And Charlie asks him if he knows where Claire's bags are. But Michael doesn't care and asks him if he's seen Walt. They just are not listening to each other. And Michael eventually tells him that he has no idea where the bags are, but he's trying to find his son. Charlie says he has not seen him. Michael then asks Jack if he's seen Walt. Again, the answer is no. And Michael asks if he listened to his father. And Jack says maybe a little too well. But then he became hottie of the week by not listening to his father. Oh, I was going to say so much that it created an inner voice. Bitch. I, I don't know what you're referencing. Hurley informs them that they have a golf tournament lined up, but Michael says he needs to find Walt. Now he cares about his fucking son instead of golf. Yeah. And he tells them if they see Walt, tell him to stay put. Hurley and, and Jack discuss, does Michael really like being a dad? Uh, yeah, I mean... I don't think it's so much of like, I think it's more like what Jack said. It's stressful. And as we learn, he's learning how to be a dad on an island. Like he's, it's extra stressful. What are your thoughts on Michael as a father so far throughout the series? Can't use the flashbacks. What were your thoughts going into this episode? Uh, My thoughts were that he had no idea what he was doing and he was not trying that hard to learn. So we get our first flashback. Michael and the devil herself are picking out cribs. And Michael is very excited for this expensive crib. We learn that Michael is putting a pause on his art career so he can work some construction to help support them while Susan finishes law school because he's a good soon-to-be father. Michael says he likes the name Walt, which would be named after his father. And Susan says Walter Lloyd. And we learn that she does not intend to marry Michael. Or give... Walt, 
Michael's last name, which fair enough. If I was not married and I had a child, I'd give that child my last name. You wouldn't hyphenate? No. And let me tell you why. It's because I, my job requires me to do a lot of paperwork for children. And a lot of those children have two last names. And that's a lot of writing. And I wouldn't do that to my kid or anybody who has to write my kid's name over and over. So lock hands while a knife and Boone and Vincent watch as he's throwing it at a tree. For like a split second, I thought Vincent was tied to the tree that Locke, or that they were throwing the knife at. <laughs> Me too. I literally had to check. I was like, they're not throwing that knife near the dog. Now they are throwing the knife near the golden retriever boy. That is Boone. Boone <laughs> was standing in the path of the knife. Like not really, but I've done like axe throwing and knife throwing. And let me tell you, if it were me throwing that knife, Putin would have been in the path of the knife because that shit can go wild. It's hot out there. Hand gets a little sweaty. Lose the grip. Oops. Walt throws the knife. It bounces off the tree. And Walt says he can't do it. Locke tells him to aim and focus and picture it in his mind's eye. See it before you do it. Visualize and attack Bobby Boucher. Oh, I was thinking aim small, miss small, because that's what dad would always tell us when we were shooting or playing darts. (laughs) Either one, both works. Walt focuses on the tree. There's some strange music and then Walt nails it. Walt says that he thought it was so real in his head that it could have been real. And Locke says maybe it was. But then Michael comes in, sees Locke handing a knife to his child and freaks the hell out. Tells Walt to take the dog back to the camp having no patience for an explanation, and they leave. Michael begins to rip Locke a new one. Locke argues with some triggering language. You should have seen what he did. He knows his own mind. Comments that link Michael's brain back to when he was not around for Walt's childhood. He tells Locke to stop playing Walt against him and holds the knife up. I wouldn't say he was consciously threatening Locke, I think he was more like talking with his hands and the knife just happened to be in his hand. Yeah, like if he didn't have the knife in his hand, it would have been like him pointing. But instead he's pointing with a knife, which is like not a good idea. I mean, I don't really think Locke had any intention of listening. Maybe the knife kind of set the stronger message. Still not right. But Boone tackles Michael to the ground and holds the knife to his face. Michael decks the fuck out of him and then... Role reversal, he's now on top, asking if Boone is Locke's attack dog. And Locke pulls him off saying Michael was waving a knife around and Boone was only trying to make sure no one gets hurt. You know what Boone is like? Boone is like in like a cop movie, like a buddy cop movie. Instead of like good cop, bad cop, you've like competent cop, like idiot cop. (laughs) Boone, it has nothing to do with you. Just stop. It's like he's done serving Shannon, so now he has to serve Locke. Yeah, I think at a, I think he was right in the sense that like Michael, it might have gotten out of hand. Some something might have someone might have gotten hurt, but don't tackle the guy holding a knife when he's that close to someone. I don't think it was going to get out of hand, and if it was, that's not the way to do it. Tackling a guy with a knife. That's the that's the way to make it escalate. That's how yeah. you get stabbed. If he really wanted to do something, he'd just be like, hey, come on, let's all calm down. Like, we can just talk about this. We don't need to be waving knives around. That's what he could have done. Tackling him? Boone. Why? I'm always having to tell Boone that he's an idiot. Yeah. Locke says that he knows it's difficult for Michael to bond with Walt. 
But Locke treats him like an adult rather than a child. Locke argues that he has to grow up rather fast on this island and that he's been through more in his life than most people have. Michael tells him to stay away from him and Walt. I know you're not the biggest fan of Locke after last week, but do you think he's right at all in the sense that Walt's been through a lot? He needs to grow up. It's, it, you know, it's not a great place to be the island. He's right in the sense of Michael needs to treat Walt with more respect. You know, he's 10 years old. He's still a child, but 11 doesn't matter. He needs to treat him with respect. If Michael wants respect back, he has to respect Walt cutting him off, not letting him talk. Not letting him, you know, speak for himself at all. You're never going to get anywhere with that. I'm sure he just doesn't have experience with, like, children in general, aside from what we see in the flashback. And, like, having experience with a baby is very different. You know, and we see later he's like, I don't want him to grow up. But, like, it's not the solution. You have to treat him with respect. Speaking of no experience, except for with a baby... In the next flashback, Michael plays with baby Walt and tells Susan that she can move to Amsterdam for her career, but she cannot take Walt. Susan says she only wants to have a discussion because she was offered the position and she wants to take it, but Michael argues that their life now is fine. Susan says that they have talked about taking a break, and Michael tries to keep them together, but Susan says no. Michael even says he's willing to go to counseling to make it work, but realizes that Susan has already accepted the job. Let me tell you this. Fuck Susan. <laughs> Remember how last episode I was telling you behind the scenes that I'm trying to cuss less on this podcast? Fuck Susan. I, this woman, you don't have to stay together for the child. But when you have a child with someone, especially someone who wants to be active in his life, moving to another country and accepting the position before he has, she's even spoken to Michael about it. That is so selfish. She's not thinking about Michael and she's not thinking about Walt. She's only thinking about herself and fuck her. Susan points out that Michael has not worked in months and that she can provide for Walt. Michael argues that there are laws against this, but Susan says that they are not married. She has a steady job while he is unemployed. And the court will side with her, which just frustrates me because in the last flashback, we learned that he stopped his steady job while it was financially a lot, but, you know, construction to support them. And we know it's winter in this flashback, so his job has slowed down. We know that he wanted to marry her and that's fine. She doesn't have to marry him, but he's making the effort to be if the family and she's throwing it all in his face to show that it's not going to work for him. And you know what I thought? It feels premeditated. She didn't marry him. She gave Walt her last name. It was like she was setting up everything for her to take Walt later. Like, it's like she never really intended to be a family. And then Michael looks at Walt and Susan says, it's not a forever goodbye, but she needs time. Time is like... Uh, let's split custody for a little bit and live in separate houses. Time is not moving to Amsterdam with the child. And no, absolutely. Fuck her. Have I mentioned that? Typically in my notes, I'll put like questions or thoughts that I want to have. I, I just wrote, I hate Susan in several different ways. This episode <laughs> back on the Island, 
Michael watches Walt sleep and Son asks if he is okay. He tells her that he doesn't know how to communicate with Walt and it's hard for him not to treat him like a child because he missed his whole childhood. Michael says that Walt cannot grow up on this island. Saeed and Shannon are explaining to Jack the maps that Saeed took from Danielle. They're fragmented and incomplete, but Saeed shows that if you layer the maps, a location on the island is revealed. Jack questions the accuracy of the map, but Saeed explains that it could be the location of the transmitter. That's when Michael walks by and asks if they're talking about going into the jungle again. And he says they cannot continue to make a home on the island and they need to focus on getting off. I mean, they are discussing finding the transmitter. That's trying to get off the island. Yeah, it is. I don't think uh, Michael's looking at the bigger picture here. I think he's looking at like, what are we doing right now? Michael suggests that they build a raft. And the group is not crazy about this idea. Michael's optimistic, though. Saeed points out all the number of things that could make this plan not work, including Shannon being seasick. Well, Saeed didn't point that out. Shannon pointed that out. You know what? Same, girly. I get seasick, too. I just thought it was funny because I don't know if she was, like, trying to, like... No, I think she genuinely was, like, oh, I get seasick. What if a boat shows up to rescue them? Is she going to be, like, "Mm, could you send a plane? I get seasick. Michael tells him that he's building the raft and anyone who wants to join can. What are your thoughts about this idea? No. It doesn't seem feasible. Like, if you look at a map of, like, roughly where they are in the ocean, they're never going to get anywhere. Like, first of all, you're on a raft in the middle of the ocean. Where are you getting water? They're the gonna ocean? Be in, no. They're going to be in direct sunlight all day with, like, no source of food. Unless you're catching fish out in the middle of the ocean, which I'm just going to say you're probably not, because then how are you going to cook it? You're going to eat raw fish? Good luck. It's just no way. There's no fucking way. Yeah, basically. That was my first thought, too. Walt reads a comic book. It's in Spanish, but he likes the pictures. There's a polar bear. My mind went to, is this the king? You know, you could have figured out what that comic book was and put that as a quick bit. It was clearly a Justice Society comic book because Jay Garrick the Flash was on it. Okay, well, I didn't know that, so that could have been a quick bit. I will have it figured out for the episode we learn who the comic book belongs to. But why wait that long? Hey, everybody, Editing Zane here. The comic book was Green Lantern and Flash, Faster Friends Part 1 from 1997. And yes, I was right, Jay Garrick was in it. But so was Wally West. It's gotta be, it's gotta be, what's his face? I'm gonna guess right now, it's Hurley's. Yeah. Discussed <laughs> in Spanish. <laughs> Michael tries to bond with Walt over the art in the picture. And he talks about how he taught himself perspective. And when Walt is unresponsive, he tells he takes the book and tells him to help him with the raft. We get another flashback. Michael tells Susan over the phone that he wants to speak with Walt. And Susan is doing everything she can to not let that happen. A man tells Susan that they need to go, and when Michael calls her out for the other voice, she admits to seeing someone. We learn it was the man who hired her. Again, feels premeditated. And Michael says he's on his way, and when Susan says that that it's over between them, he says, I'm not coming for you. I'm coming for Walt. He slams the phone. I'm sorry to interrupt, but 
this is just like another example of how selfish she is. Like Michael's like, I'm coming there. And she's like, don't come for me. It's over. Like, she's not even thinking about her son. Why do you think it's not about you, Susan, bitch? Yeah, I did. Like, I kind of felt like he was like, you're not special. Coming for my son. Yeah, I mean, but I honestly just feel like she's treated Walt as like an accessory this whole time. It's like, he's just there. Like, I'm moving to Amsterdam for this job and now I'm going to marry my boss and whatever. And then, you know, I I don't know. I've got more to say about a lot of things, but. Another thing that's interesting that kind of reflects what we're saying is in all the flashbacks so far, Susan just doesn't seem interested in being a mom kind of like, no, we never see her interact with Walt at all. Exactly. Michael's the one excited to buy all the stuff at the baby store. Michael's the one playing with Walt. She's on the other side of the room at the beginning of that scene. And this one, she's leaving and she's not wanting Walt to have a moment with his father. In fact, in the only scene that Walt and Susan share in this episode, she doesn't talk to him for more than 30 seconds. Yeah. To like tell him to do his homework. Yeah. Which, look, I'm not saying that a mother needs to be interacting with her child at every single moment, but I think it is purposeful that they never give us a scene where there's any, like, quality interaction between them. Exactly. Because she's a bitch and she deserved to die. So Michael hangs up the phone, begins to jaywalk, and gets hit by a car. Yeah, not very smart on his part, but whatever. Always look both way, kids. Kate finds Charlie going through Claire's bags and reveals that her diary is missing and someone must have taken it. Weird plot line. Like, why was he going through her bags in the first place just to get her diary? He's like sitting around all this time and he's like, well, she's not here. I guess I'll just read her diary. There was something that was brought to my attention in this episode. Charlie asks who brought the bags to the new camp and Kate reveals it was her. What if Claire somehow escapes wherever she's being held captive and makes a beeline back for the fuselage camp and they're just not there? And she's like, damn, they threw my bags out. (laughs) (laughs) More just like it feels like they've given up on her. Like we later learn it's been a week and there's no rescue effort. (laughs) It definitely feels like they've given up on her. No one is looking for her. Not a single one of these episodes. No one is looking for her. Charlie's just moping around, but he's not looking. You know, it just, it did just occur to me that the caves are still there. So she could always find her way back to the caves. But if they only lived at the beach camp, I would not have been like, let's leave everyone. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like if I was her, I'd be fucking pissed. Michael directs Walt into sorting different piles of supplies for the raft. And when Walt asks if this is punishment, Michael explains that they're taking control of their destiny. But Walt feels like it's punishment still. Kate and Charlie confront Sawyer for the missing diary because of course he has it. Sawyer reveals that he has it and taunts Charlie, saying that Claire wrote about him. Charlie tries to take the journal and punches Sawyer in his knife wound. He snags the diary, but Sawyer whacks him really good. Based off sound effects alone, Sawyer is stronger. Charlie says that he hits like a ponce, whatever that is. Listen. No. Oh my God. Are you serious? 
I don't. I don't think. The problem is this. <laughs> Are you serious? Listen. I, not really, but who else? Nobody was hot this week. It could have been Sawyer just for like existing, but he hits like a ponce. The, the, this is the thing. Is Charlie hot? No. But he hit Sawyer and then he and he gave that that insult in a British accent. And I just thought, good job, Charlie. Like, and then I got to the end of the episode and I said, nobody was hot. And you know what? You know who else? This is a weird episode for me. You know who else? I'll say it later. Look, I'm not just, listen, it's hard because I feel like I have to pick a hottie of the week. And I was going to pick Saeed just for existing. But there wasn't a moment where I was like, wow, Saeed, you know? So I'll say something else later. And at the end, I'll give my final judgment. But I'm just telling you that Charlie got a point to speak. And that's weird. I love editing the episodes and hearing you like yell at me. Locke will never be hottie of the week. Charlie will never be hottie of the week. Jack will never be hottie of the week. And here we are. Jack was hottie of the week a couple weeks ago. Charlie got a point, And you even admitted at one point that Locke was an attractive older man. Look, I'm full of surprises. I have to keep the people on their toes. Kate asks Sawyer if he actually read the diary. And Sawyer says that he just hadn't gotten around to it yet. This is a weird storyline. <laughs> it is. It's like the whole point of it is just to reveal this whole Black Rock thing later. Which they're not even going to go look for her there because she shows up. It, so that, we're just... That. okay. Give it away all our secrets. Look, they've already watched the episode. If you ever watched the episode, you're doing it wrong. Watch the episode, then come listen. I'm not giving out spoiler alerts for something inside this episode. (laughs) As Michael sorts, Walt lies to go talk to Locke. Shannon asks Boone why once again there is no food. And Boone looks just directly through her. When Shannon suggests that the hunting's not working out, they should work on the raft together and help Michael. Boone just says no and walks away. That was like so obvious that what she was actually saying was pay attention to me Boone remember when you were in love with me and you were obsessed with me you do that again I need attention that's exactly what was happening she's getting it from her man Saeed though yeah but Saeed's not like a little puppy dog like he gives her like strong confident attention that's just like translate this French I'm really smart and hot but Boone's like "Mm, I'll do anything for you I'm obsessed she needs someone under her thumb. Exactly. Like, she's never going to control Saeed the way that she can control Boone. Walt walks up to Locke, who immediately tells him that he needs to show Michael respect and stay away from him. Michael comes in and screams at both of them. Locke covers for Walt and gives a pen to Michael as a peace offering. But Michael tells him that if he sees the two of them together again, he will kill Locke. Locke leaves, and everyone in the caves is watching. Way, 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 way overreacting. Like, I get it. If I were Michael, I would be pissed too. But I almost feel like you have to read that situation. Locke is sitting doing something and Walt is standing next to him. That, to me, would be like Walt approached Locke. Right. Like, I I feel like he's just too clouded in his anger to get it. But like, bro... You have to, like, you got to cool your jets. It's just, like, coming to a boiling point, and I totally get it, but I was like, bruh, 
let's go back to that conversation we had about consequences on the island. If Michael just straight up killed Locke, I feel like there would be a huge punishment. Yeah, but what? Like, what are they going to do? What are you, you? We're on that island now. You and me, we're background characters, 34 and 29, respectively. Michael has killed Locke. Definitely punishment. I mean, you could go like really harsh and say an eye for an eye. Kill a son. You could try to... What did you just say? I just he said eye for an eye. I'm like, oh, what, are we going to kill Walt? No, you would kill Michael. Dummy. Anyway. No, yeah, it's stupid. It's a bad joke. Anyway, uh, I mean, maybe that they would have to do kind of like a, a jury of your peers thing. Everybody would need to like... If his reason for killing Locke was straight up just like, oh, he caught him like in the vicinity of of Walt, that's definitely not justification to even like hurt somebody, let alone kill them. I think you'd have to just put him in some sort of makeshift jail, but I don't know how they would do that because they don't have anything to do it. It's time to a tree. That's kind of hard though. I think the biggest thing that goes against Michael is at this point, Walt's more on Locke's side. So if Michael did kill Locke, you know, they did have some sort of trial. Walt would be like, Mr. Locke was my friend. I barely know this guy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he literally would be like, I don't know this guy. Uh, he's barely paid any attention to me. And then he just killed the one person who was trying to, like, help me on this island. So, now, okay, obviously that's not what happened, but I don't know what they would do. Walt calls Michael a jerk and says that he never cared about him, saying that he only showed up after his mother died. Michael tells him that it's complicated, but Walt says that he's not his father. Michael tells him that he can hate him, but he will also listen to him. And he burns the comic book. Walt very intensely focuses on the image of the polar bear. And Michael tells Walt to stay with Vincent. You know, whatever. I feel like I don't need to state the obvious in that that was not the way to handle that situation. In the next flashback, we're at a hospital. Michael is sketching a birthday card for Walt. He's about to be two. A nurse asks about Walt and Michael shares that he doesn't get to see him very often because of the accident. The nurse offers a bad joke for the card. A cold chill fills the room. The devil is there. Bitch. We learned that Michael didn't tell Susan about the accident. And when Michael asks if Walt is there, we learn that he is at home with Brian. This fucking woman. I get it. I, in the moment, I was like, what a fucking bitch. She can't even bring her son. But the fact that she came all this way just to get... Michael to give up his parental rights so that fucking Dweebo Brian can adopt. Of course, she's not going to bring Walt because then Michael might try to take Walt. Fuck her. Yeah. I fucking. Ugh! This made me so mad. This episode actually. It really uh, emotional turmoil. <laughs> Michael asks why Susan is there and she tells him that she is covering all his medical bills, buttering him up. Michael knows that there's more to it, and she reveals that she and Brian are getting married, and they're moving to Italy, and Brian wants to adopt Walt. Michael's pissed, but Susan says to let go, because it's what's best for Walt. Are you holding on to him for you, or for him? What? Like, she acts like... Uh, like, this is some fucking... 
I, I can't even, I can't even come up with something. This is his child. How could she just talk about it so blase? She's like, oh, why are you holding on to him? Why are you so obsessed? Oh my God. Like, why are you even doing this? It's his kid. I just, I've never, I've never hated a character so much. Yeah. Like the only thing I could think of is like, Brian would be his legal father. So then, you know, he'd get all the benefits that would come with like health insurance and shit. But Susan works for Brian. They have the same fucking benefits. It's just fucking stupid. She just wants Michael to have no legal right to Walt whatsoever. She wants to just like recreate her family with her rich lawyer husband and just act like Michael was never even there. It's just so frustrating. And you see that he's like consistently making, I mean, making an effort in like that he's sending cards and like he was trying in the beginning and I'm sure he kind of just gave up. Selfish, selfish, selfish woman. At this point, I wrote, I hate Susan in all caps and three exclamation points. It's just been getting worse every time I write it. Hurley tells Michael that Walt took Vincent and left. Michael storms to Locke and Boone and demands to know where he is. Locke explains to Michael that he told Walt to respect his wishes. Michael looks concerned because he has no idea where Walt is, and Locke offers to help. Back to the B plot that no one asked for. Kate helps Charlie move Claire's bags back to the caves. She asks if he's okay, and he says it's weird because he barely knows her. And it is weird, Charlie. Thank you for having some, like, self-sense. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't think it's that weird. It kind of seems like that's the person he spent the most time with on the island. And now she's gone and nobody cares. That's the (laughs) weird part. Nobody gives a shit. They very just casually mentioned that it's been a week since she's been missing. (laughs) And he says that Parts of him have been crumbling every day. As Kate leaves, Charlie contemplates reading Claire's journal. And after about 45 seconds of inner turmoil, he just gets up and walks away. Don't read someone's diary. But you know what? I would want nothing more than to read that diary. And I would do it. 100% I would read that diary. I'm the nosiest bitch on the land. On the (laughs) land? On the island. (laughs) God damn it. Walt and Vincent are walking through the jungle. Vincent barks at something nearby and he gets off his leash and runs away. And at that moment, I was like, oh, Locke's on my TV. In the next flashback, Walt stares at Vincent as Brian and Susan talk about work. Susan tells him that he needs to focus on his schoolwork. And then Susan reveals to Brian that she's feeling sick and he gets worried about her. Walt is talking about a bird, but no one is listening to him. And he even tells Brian, you're not looking. Then a bird flies into the window and dies. Brian and Walt look at the dead bird. And Walt just doesn't seem to give a shit. Then Brian stares at the bird and then at Walt and realizes it's the same bird that Walt was just talking about. And he's severely spooked. Is that why he was being so weird? It's the same bird? Yeah. Do we know that for sure? I mean, if you look at the bird and then the picture. Okay, because I was like, who fucking cares? A bird flew into a window. Like, 
shit happens. I still think it's an overreaction. It's he was doing a project on birds of Australia. Yeah. Be like if we were talking about how the state bird of Ohio is a cardinal, then a cardinal flew into the window. That happens like every other day. Yeah. Cardinals did fly into the window. Like, it, yeah, it happened. I'm like, who fucking cares to, unless like it's a pattern, which I guess he kind of tries to say later. He's like, oh, things happen. But like, okay. I feel like they could have portrayed it better. Like that's obviously what they're going for. And you know what? Our Australian listeners, it's a bronze cuckoo or something like that. Let us know if that's a rare bird. Because if that's like a common bird, that's really not that big a deal. Birds fly into windows all the time. But if it's like a rare bird and it's like, whoa, what are the odds that my son was just talking about this bird and now it's dead on our doorstep? That would be different. But you're also asking the viewer to like understand the population of Australian birds. I didn't even understand that it was the same bird. I thought he was just talking about birds and a bird flew into the window. I didn't realize it was the same type. Like I wondered, but I was like, well, they didn't make that clear. So I'm sure it wasn't. (laughs) I just think Brian overreacted in this specific instance. Yeah. Maybe Walt one day was talking about yellow labs and Vincent just appeared out of nowhere. Walt calls out for Vincent in the jungle and something approaches him and snarls. All right, so the next couple scenes, it's just like flashback stuff on the island, flashback stuff on the island, so try to keep up. Okay. Brian shows up at Michael's flat and tells him that Susan is dead. Good. Why did you just call it a flat? It looks like it was like a one room. We are not British. We do not call it a flat. No offense, I love British lingo. No offense to our UK listeners. No, oh, I meant like a studio. Flat. I meant studio. I don't know why I said flat. Yeah, because you've been watching too much Love Island. <laughs> so Susan died of a rare blood disease. First thing that came to my mind was, damn, I wish it would have been longer. Wish she would have suffered a little longer. Bitch, deserved to die. Michael asks how Walt is, and Brian says that he's with his nanny. And Michael questions him. I'm at the point where I just don't think anybody knows how to be a parent to this kid because Susan like just was never around him. Brian left him with the fucking nanny and poor Michael never got a chance. Don't dig on nannies. Quick bit. I was a nanny. Loved it. Do I think it would have been appropriate for Walt to join Brian on this journey for Brian to tell Michael, the person that Walt doesn't even know about that. Hey, by the way, I don't want this son that I adopted and we ripped from your arms. No, I don't think Walt should have come. I agree. Maybe don't go the next fucking day. Yeah, that's a great fucking point. I did not even think about that. Walt just lost his mother and then his quote dad. I'm using quotes because he's a piece of shit. Just is like, oh, that sucks. I need to fly to the U.S. to go get your real dad because I can't do this. He's like, anyway, I'm going to head out. That nanny is probably like these fucking people. I bet she tells everybody she knows about this family that she works for that are just the worst. She's talking to her roommate. It's like, hey, you know my bitchy boss? Yeah, she fucking died. Deserved it, though. (laughs) It's like, oh, Susan? Yeah, I hate that bitch. <laughs> I've got some commentary on the, on the nanny later. Me too. Brian tells Michael that Susan wanted him to have Walt, but Michael doesn't buy it. Brian says that he loved Susan, 
but he never wanted Walt. And then gives Michael two tickets from Sydney to New York and money for expenses. Michael calls him out for lying about it being Susan's choice. And Brian says he cannot be a father. Michael shoves him up against the wall and says that he is the only father that he knows. And Brian says that there's something different about him. Things happen when he's around. I wish they would have gone into more detail about like what happens when he's around. Like, what is it that's so weird? And two, it made me think, is it the same type of thing that the psychic was really worried about with Claire's child? He's like darkness or whatever he was talking about with Claire's baby. Like, is it the same situation here? If there really is something going on, is it the same something? Hold on to that thought. You got it, dude. Back on the island, Michael and Locke find Vincent's leash and hear Walt calling out for help. Another flashback, the nanny shows Michael a box that was hidden. And the nanny says Walt should have it. Michael opens the box and is immediately emotional. It's the card. It's all the cards. Every card he ever sent Walt. And that is why the nanny is hottie of the week. Okay, that's not how hottie of the week works. She was rather attractive. She is MVP of the episode. Because remember we did that one time and then never continued it? Oh, absolutely. MVP of the episode, the nanny. She could have been like, whatever. If anyone should be upset about this whole situation, other than Walt, because his mom died. uh, And he's being shipped off with a stranger. The nanny just lost her job. Yeah, but she's probably like, she probably likes Walt. But she probably didn't want to work for that family. But sometimes, like, the situation could be... Now, I will say, when I was a nanny, I was very lucky. I loved, still love, the kid that I nannied for and the family. It was an amazing situation. But if the family situation wasn't good, I would still wouldn't have wanted to leave because it's like you, you care so much for the kid that you're taking care of. But she's probably like... This is a better situation for him because Brian's a piece of shit. R.I.P. Actually, no. Rest in hell. What's her name? Susan. Susan. <laughs> She's a piece of shit. Don't Nanny's worry. Susan like, is looking up at Walt and smiling. I don't think she knows how to smile. Walt is trapped in a banyan tree as a polar bear is trying to get to him. Locke and Michael climb another tree to get to him. If you're just now tuning in, yes, there are polar bears on this island. <laughs> If you're just now tuning in, what are you're you doing? doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Another flashback. Michael meets Walt and tells him that he is his father and that he is sorry that Susan died. I'm not. He says that they loved each other and Walt asks about Brian. He tells Walt that he's coming home with him. And when Walt says no, Michael lies and says that it was not Brian's decision and that he loves him very much. But Michael is the legal guardian. That broke my heart because it's like, I think it is the right thing to do in that moment because it's hard enough that Walt has lost his mother. He's essentially losing who he knows to be his father. So Michael kind of has to make himself the villain in this situation, but it wouldn't be right to be like, look, Brian doesn't want because that's just going to add even more trauma. It is already trauma that he's going to have to go live with Michael and like that's a complete 
uprooting of his situation, but I think Michael did the right thing, even though it was probably very hard to do. He tells Walt that Brian will still be in his life and that he will still have his dog. Vincent is Brian's, so Michael does the rational thing and steals the dog. <laughs> that? That's also Ambuki material. <laughs> I really wish I could just see the reaction of them being like, hey, uh, Vincent's coming with us, and Brian being like, uh, 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 okay. I want that so bad. Locke and Michael work as a team, with Locke saving Michael along the way to get to the tree that Walt is trapped in. Michael tosses a knife to Walt and tells him to defend himself with it if needed. Locke uses a vine to lower Michael into the center of the tree, and Walt stabs the bear and it runs off. Michael ties the vine around Walt, and Locke raises him up. Then the bear comes back. Michael stabs the bear really good, based off sound effects alone, and this time it runs away for good. Michael then climbs up the tree, and the two of them share an embrace. I have a lot of thoughts. One. This was an extremely sad episode, but the thing that made me the most emotional was when they stabbed the polar bear and the polar bear like yelped in pain. Poor little polar bear. I hope he's okay. He was trying to eat Walt. (laughs) Okay, he doesn't know any better. He's just trying to eat. Anyway. The other thing is... The other thing is that I have also awarded a point for Hottie of the Week to block... Because when he was, like, doing the vine thing, I was like, damn, he's strong. And, like, competent. You know I like competence. That's true. So he got a point. I still don't feel right awarding it to Charlie or Locke. Michael did do manly man stuff and stabbed a bear. I'm not going to award anybody for hurting that polar bear. Can it be a tie between Locke and Charlie? That way I'm not like fully giving it to either one of them. I feel like that's worse. Is it? Yeah. Let's get I to the to... end because I, I have some things that I feel like will break the tie. Okay. We'll see. Although you've never once agreed with me on Hottie of the Week, so it'll yeah. probably swing know. it the other direction. I don't know why you think that this is going to work. Go ahead. Walt apologizes and Michael says that he's just glad he's okay. Walt then asks about Vincent, who ran off again, and Locke says that he will find his way home. Michael and Locke share this look, and typical men, they don't talk about their feelings, but the look says everything you need to know. This scene is titled, Susan is the Fucking Worst. Sounds about right. Back at the caves, Michael gives Walt the box, and he explains that it is every card and letter from the last eight years. Walt asks why he never saw any of them. And Michael explains that Susan probably thought it was best not to give them, but she didn't throw them away, meaning that somewhere inside she wanted him to have them, which my response was sure. I think that one, once again, Michael being a good guy, not he's giving Walt the facts that his mom did not give him these cards, which does kind of paint her as the bad guy, but that's just the facts. But he also tries to like still put her in a good light saying, look, she didn't throw them away. I think she didn't throw them away because she feels guilty because she knows she's a piece of shit. Now, does that make up for it? Not throw them away? No, you're still a piece of shit. Who deserve to die. Yeah, thank you. Charlie is reading Claire's journal. I paused it to see what she wrote about Charlie. 
I was going to do an Australian accent, but I just realized I can't no, do one. No, <laughs> don't do that. We'll lose so many listeners. I realized I really like Charlie. There's something about him that's just so adorable and sweet. Even in a scary place like this, Charlie makes me feel safe. Do you want to hear my attempt at an Australian accent? Yeah. Okay, wait. Give me one sentence from that journal. I didn't listen to anything you just said. <laughs> I realized I really like Charlie. I realized I really like Charlie. <laughs> I apologize for to the Australian listeners. Please join us next week as we record another episode of Zane Gets Lost, Lauren Has Been Replaced. It's lost every listener in Australia. Or maybe we'll get way more. They'll be like, oh my gosh, you guys have to listen to this episode with the worst Australian accent we've ever heard. Charlie smiles at, at what Claire wrote. And he turns the page and runs to Saeed and Jack. And they judge him for reading the journal, which, same. Look, I would do it, but I would never admit it. I'd be like, oh my God, it fell open. And I just saw, I only saw two words. Black Rock, I didn't read anything else, but Black Rock, right? Charlie reads the journal and he reveals that Claire is having a reoccurring dream about, keeping, about people keeping her from getting away at the Black Rock. Saeed says maybe Danielle's map leads to the Black Rock. And Charlie says that maybe that's where Claire is. Spoiler Jack alert. Said, what? I said spoiler alert. That's not where Claire is. Jack says that they all want to find Claire, but they shouldn't go out in the middle of the night. Has it been the middle of the night for the last week? Because it kind of feels like you don't want to find Claire. Yeah. Excuse. Ugh. Hiccups. Excuses, excuses, honestly. Nobody wants to fight there. Locke tries to use the whistle, which, by the way, my Locke freaked the fuck out when I was watching this scene and Locke was blowing on that fucking whistle. Uh, my dogs didn't react at all. Maybe they're stupid. Or maybe your dog's stupid. <laughs> Probably both in their own ways. Yeah, definitely. I also listen to the TV like super loud. Yeah, me too. But anyway, Locke's trying to use the whistle to find Vincent. Boone says that it's not working, but Locke keeps trying. The leaves rustle. They think it's Vincent, but out of the jungle steps a scared Claire. And that is how the episode ends. I was surprised. I definitely just thought it was going to be Vincent. Even with all the buildup, I was like, that's a lot of buildup for just to be a dog. And (laughs) and I fully thought it was going to be a dog. And then at the last second, I was like, Claire? And that's what Locke said. Yeah. Where's the part where you're supposed to persuade me about Hottie of the Week? Well, I had to get through both parts. Charlie reads a diary. But Locke goes out there and tries to find a missing dog and finds the pregnant woman who's been missing for a week? Listen. I hate to agree with you, but the fact that he's trying to find Vincent... Fine, Locke is Hottie of the Week, and I'll never say that again, bye. Yes, we did it, ladies and gentlemen! I feel disgusted. <sighs> I cannot wait. <laughs> Shut your mouth. But that is how the episode ends. So, before I ask you what you think the next episode is about, what were your overall thoughts of this episode? Good episode. And by good episode, I mean I fucking hated it. Um, because I hate Susan, but it was a good episode because it made me feel a lot of things. That's Um, two in a row. Yeah. Good episode. I liked it. I also hated it. 
What are your thoughts on Clara's return? How do you think this is going to shake out? That's like a pretty big deal. Is she still pregnant? Do we see that? Yeah. She is still pregnant? Yeah. Why is she back? Probably um, just got tired of being kidnapped if I had to guess. Claire doesn't seem like the type of person who can find her way back on her own. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm shocked. So wait, let's let's dig into that. How did she get back then? I, I don't know. I thought maybe that they she had had her baby and they were like, we don't need you. We just want your baby. And they like sent her back. But if you're telling me that she's still pregnant, I don't know. And Jack was saying she's due any day and she's been gone for a week. So I'm assuming she's about to like have that baby like next episode or the episode after. And I mean, hopefully she'll give us some insight into the people. But like, why would they just send her back when like, She'll like know things, won't she? So you assume that they sent her back? I don't think, like, I'm assuming, how did she get free? She just doesn't seem like the type of person that could get free on her own. But you think that if she just gave birth, she'd be able to walk across the jungle by herself? Look, women are incredible. Maybe she gave birth the first day. A week later, yeah, she could walk. Would it be great? She doesn't look good. Tell you that. Pregnant. (laughs) I didn't notice. I just saw her face. I don't know. I'm just curious. Well, the next episode, do you have a guess? Oh, um, I don't know. This was like very heavy on like the B plot wasn't really giving us anything. I'm going to either say another Claire or like, I'm going to go like total off and say Hurley. I have no idea. Okay. The episode is titled Homecoming. Well, Claire Does that just give returned. you another guess? Claire just returned. Claire? It is a Charlie episode. Oh, I was actually thinking that. But I, I didn't think Charlie was important to get another centric. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a good one in my opinion. Some stuff goes down. For Before we end it, I want to... Talk about Susan. We've barely mentioned her this episode. Who who was Susan? Is she a bitch who deserved to die? While I was watching this episode, I couldn't help but remember that there was someone who told me that they thought Susan got a bad rap. Who? And as I was struggling to remember, I called Kate and I said, please tell me this wasn't you. But what are your thoughts on Susan? And she said, hated that bitch. She deserved to die. (laughs) That's amazing. So who was it? Uh, I will not say because it was another Lost podcast and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But uh, they said that Susan got a bad rap. I mean, they brought up some good points. But at the end of the day, I cannot watch this episode without my blood boiling. Listen, I think that if they had literally just tweaked a couple things, I could see sympathizing with Susan. Like if they had Michael had made Michael out to be like a little bit of a deadbeat, like a little bit of a loser. Now, did he have a steady job? No. Is that a justified reason to take someone's child away from them? No. Like, it's not like we ever saw a conversation between them where she was like, you need to get your shit together. You need to 
help more provide for this family. It went from like, she was just kind of like, oh, you're going to give up on your art to like, you don't provide enough. I can provide for him. I'm leaving. Like, I'm just sorry, but no, I hate her. Yeah, I hate her. And I'm glad she's dead. But you know what's not dead? Our TikTok? Our TikTok. Wow. Amazing segue. You're so good at segues. If you want to see our TikTok, you can find us at laurengetslost.pod. You can find us on Instagram where we, we post some behind the scenes to some of our anecdotes that we share on the podcast. You can check out a picture of me with my bee stung foot and a picture of Zane's dog getting arrested. Lots of cool stuff on there. And you can find us at Lauren gets lost pod on Instagram and on Twitter at Lauren gets lost. Please rate us five stars wherever you're listening. Don't forget to subscribe, turn on your notifications. So you never forget to listen. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mailman and tune in next week for homecoming. And you know what's so funny is it's actually, it's October and a lot of homecoming is actually happening this weekend for high schoolers. But this episode will come out the first week of December, I'm pretty Look, sure. I'm just, I, I understand that. I'm just saying that it's homecoming season when we're recording. So it's fun. Dick. Oh, ooh, maybe we'll post on our Instagram. We'll post some of our old homecoming pictures. Also, happy birthday, mom. Oh, is this coming out around mom's birthday? day after happy birthday mom we love you and and i hope you enjoy your present that we probably got you this is your present (laughs) i'm just kidding thank you for listening to lauren gets lost this podcast is hosted by and edited by zane kohler with co-host lauren kohler produced by kate worcester and our music is by david kohler and remember they were not dead the whole time and susan's a bitch